That's great. I think that's going to be perfect, Diane. I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. I didn't have a moment of doubt. Not even <laughs> one single solitary moment. That I would I come was, up with some kind of music? I was sitting here in full security. <laughs> and, you know, even though I'm semi-comatose, I was, you know, I had that underlying, that undergirding that... I got myself a cup of coffee here and I'm going to take me a sip. That foundational sense of, of ah, ham and eggs. calm and serenity. Even when you're semi-comatose, you always come up with words like undergirding. Undergirding? <laughs> well, I feel, I feel girded. Uh, I'm girding all over the place. I hope I didn't get any on you. <clears throat> and, you know, while we're here, it's, it's, what the heck is it? 9.17 a.m. Saturday, December the 5th, 2020. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane Show. That hurts. Oh, no. <laughs> it's strange. The vibrational elements, Diane. It's strange to... to uh, try and calculate which vibrational elements will trigger the uh, despondency and dislocation dislocation of well, my nipple, I, I would my say nipple that, region I would hmm? say that your your uh, pain over the last few days in your neck has really illustrated what pain in the neck uh-huh. uh, <laughs> when somebody says somebody's a pain in the neck yeah. the the utter pain that that person must be the utter utter pain utter utter i agree i'm sure that my pain in the neck has been a pain in the neck to you over the last several days since it seemed to be unceasing and and uh, multi-level disruption of uh, norms here in the treehouse so sorry about that but i didn't do it on purpose i know you didn't yeah the only time that was really troubling was when you were going, ah, ah, and I didn't even know what, it. This is what people need to understand. <laughs> Apparently, I was screaming in my sleep and didn't know it. Or I thought I was just going, ah, ah, ah. Well, like I heard that, that too. But, okay, well. But then whenever you were asleep, you were going, ah. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. I can see where that could be disconcerting. It was pretty the, scary. As somebody who's lying next to someone who's <laughs> crying out in their sleep. So you thought I was awake when I was doing that? I wasn't sure. I talked to you at one point. I said, do you realize that you're screaming? Really? And you said, yeah. I did? <laughs> yes. God. See, I have no, I have no recollection of any of that. Wow. Yeah. So it's been a it's been a thrill ride, folks. It's been a, a joyous season, <laughs> full of pain and wonder, and uh, I appreciate your concern. And you know, feel free to slap me around a little bit, <laughs> no. but slap me on the you can slap me on the left leg. Uh, the right arm would probably be okay. So that's on your side. So that probably might be the easiest. Don't slap me in the head, though, because that could, that could <laughs> no. be tragic. Anyway, 
we got a lovely one of those none of those crisp sunny days that we've been enjoying i like i like sunshine in the winter a lot more than i like it in the summer and uh these days that are cold and 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 uh luminous they're extra luminous i mean it's like everything is in clearer focus you know in the summertime everything seems fuzzy but in the wintertime everything's got this clarity to it that i really like i wish i was could be out in it more than i am able to be in my current uh, dilapidated state i i feel delaminated as well as dilapidated delaminated i delaminated a little bit yes, are I you usually like... laminated well most people are i think you got you got your layers pardon me i'm having a drink of coffee you know your laminate layers and uh, you boy somehow the adhesives are it's good coffee failing i think some dry rot has set in <laughs> some black mold yeah i could be a health hazard yeah. probably i gotta get some guys in here and you know Rip some of this stuff out, get down to the trusses and the things. You know? <laughs> See what, what can be done. Some new sheetrock in here. Okay, well, it's, uh, as usual, it's been a hectic week here in Lake Amphetamine. Hasn't it, Diane? <laughs> I was trying to remember what happened this week. This week went by in kind of a blur. It did. It's been kind of fuzzy. Unlike the outside, which is clarity. We seem to have slipped into December. That's we, one of that the That did things. happen, yeah. Well, we had the Treehouse concert on the 1st of December, which was, which was fairly pleasant. I would say at this point I am unsure as to whether there will be a Treehouse concert on Tuesday. Yeah. Because it's, it's not so much the neck pain as it is the lack of sleep. Yeah. That will uh, dictate. I'm not sure that I want to be performing in my current state of semi-consciousness. I totally understand. But we'll see what happens, because everything could turn around. I did notice last night when I was moving from the floor back to the recliner, back to the floor, that the pain had mo moved around to the front side. and It was hurting more here, which was very weird, a very weird feeling, because it was like, you know, it felt like a, almost like a cramp was starting and so i was like okay so how do i stretch this part like my collarbone area in the front how does one stretch that i have some ideas i will share with you after the show i see all right but anyway that's it's kind of been the that's been the whole pretty much the totality of my uh, conscious life has been around this well, pain in my neck. Well, it always is whenever you have any kind of pain, isn't it? You know, pain well, it depends on demands. the level of it. Because, I mean, I got pain all the time, but it's usually, you know, no higher than like a 6 out of 10. But this neck pain has been 9 in it pretty, pretty regular to where, I mean, anything where I have to make noise, I figure you're pushing the upper limits there. And if I'm crying out in my sleep, that's probably another sign that it's it might be a little higher on the scale than i'm used to but anyway right now i'd say it's at about a seven so it's kind of like right here it's not right here it's kind of right here it's a visual cue there folks <laughs> for those of you at home uh sorry 
One of the things that we did this week is we watched the Lucy Worsley 12 Days of Tudor Christmas, which I found very interesting because they were talking uh, about King Henry VIII and the ways that Christmas proceeded when he was king. And it was quite interesting. It was very strange. A completely different set of traditions. It's interesting to me to think about how Charles Dickens really created Christmas as we experience it now. Exactly. Well, kind of a combination of Dickens and uh, a German, the the whole German thing of having Christmas trees and stuff like that. Tannenbaums, Diane? Tannenbaums. But uh, it was interesting to me because... Lucy Worsley does these wonderful programs about history where she will actually participate in the costumes, the the foods, the drinks. She will have uh, bakers bake various things that would have been um, consumed back in those days. The boar's head and hand I be decked with bays and rosemary or something. Yes. Yes. Diane and I both used to sing that song in our respective madrigal groups in high school. Didn't really know that they actually did serve a boar's head. Yeah, and, and they that people brought were it. Supposed to eat it. They brought it out to Lucy, and it was wild looking. The man, the first slice they made was that they sliced the front of the snout off, which is supposed to be like the great yeah, delicacy, right? Great delicacy, and you know, underneath when they cut through it, it looked like ham. Yeah, it did. It did. I was like, man, I can't eat no pig's nose. But they had this head, and they had these wild-looking eyes made out of... I think it was some of, kind of a garnish that it, was stuck in there. Yeah, like a cherry tomato or this something. This is a wild boar, so it's got the tusks. Yeah. And the tusks were uh, were covered with gold leaf. Yeah, that was the, the wildest that thing. And they, they just made up a bunch of the recipes that are actually still able to be read mince from, pies yeah mince pies and and this huge christmas cake i mean it was i don't know it could have been the size of a person well, lying it was, down well, it looked like it was about between three and four feet in diameter around yeah um, yeah it was humongous of course it would probably have had to feed a lot of people and they would any leftovers from the king's table would be taken out to the castle gate and given out to the poor people out there, which is nice. Because there was a whole lot of food. And there was a whole lot of food, and there was a whole lot of poor people at that time. Henry VIII was not known for his magnanimity, was he? No. Not in general. No. Most of those hugely rich people are not known for that. <laughs> Their magnanimity. In any event, yeah. I really encourage people to uh, to check out any of Lucy Worsley's. Yeah, she's done some amazing ones. I don't think I like that one as well as the as the one about the house. Well, that was my my favorite. Yeah, what was that one called? I think it was If Walls Could Talk. Oh yeah, or something like that. Yeah, where she talks about how each room in the house was has evolved over the centuries. It's very interesting. That was the first thing that I discovered uh, oh, any of the Lucy Worsley yeah. series it just came up in my YouTube feed as something right. I might be interested yeah, in and, and several lo of and them behold on, there's several of them on YouTube right yeah 
And some of that them are, are multi-episode, right? Exactly. Like the house one, she's, she went room by room, right? Room by room, yeah. It's very interesting. The reason I found that one particularly interesting, too, is all of the expressions that we use that come from very ancient origins, like by hook or by crook. Um, and she explains all these various things as she's explaining how people sleep lived tight. sleep, sleep tight. tight yeah that one was really interesting mm-hmm. but i i just love the the exploration of history in this manner because yeah. it sort of gets you personally involved well, it's when history you're of about. people regular people and how regular people lived it's not just history based on the wars and the and, yeah you know, exactly which is how we mostly we learn history in school it's about the wars there's a lot more going on than that i would rather have a an exposure to how people like me lived in those days yeah i have a whole series called what life was like that is just about the way that people lived in different times and different places <clears throat> But this was quite interesting too, because the if walls could talk, because the history of like why we call it making the bed when they were uh, when beds were made, they were made, man. You know, had this whole big process of making a bed. It's just and I couldn't have slept under all that. There was so many layers of bedclothes. It was just intense. And when when people they would have to take everything off of the bed and and basically try to clean it and it just was turn the mattress and it would take like a half an hour or hour to just take care of your bed. (laughs) You really were remaking it every day. Yeah. In a lot of ways. So anyway, it was. It really makes you appreciate the conveniences of a modern home. Yeah. They didn't have blenders in those days. Did no, you? they did not. They did not have crockpots. And that's or... one of the other interesting things about that. Uh, both the shows, the 12 Days of Tudor Christmas, too, because they they used these old appliances, well, not appliances, but knives and various things they that they would have had to have prepared all this. Right. Uh, so you really see how different our ways of preparing a dish are at this point. Pretty darn interesting. Tis. Tis. I wouldn't mind watching that if Walls could talk again. I remember when we first watched it that uh, that Alice was staying over with us, and I said, I don't know that you'd be interested in this. You want to try out an episode? She was totally into it when we started watching. That's right. I think the most interesting room was the bathroom. The bathroom has gone through some some significant changes. Particularly because it used to be that people would go to the, you know, they would use toilets in a communal setting, which that was pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bob. <laughs> I can't imagine that. <laughs> you done with that paper? Well, the newspaper. I mean, the newspaper. <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh, lordy. Lordy. <laughs> <laughs> but 
you know, if you'd been raised that way, you wouldn't think anything right. of it, that right? That was your culture. It was, it was just, just what you do. <laughs> so, But it also shows yeah. how the people who are very wealthy do, it cascades down. You know, the, the various technology that they are able to experience because of their wealth and then it becomes more popularized and then it goes down to the masses and weren't there weren't there like didn't she talk about levels of a house you know and the the higher up people were higher up yeah in the house and stuff like that definitely yeah. so yeah. but i i find it interesting because we don't really think like i don't think Oh my, the way that I dress is influenced by people who are very wealthy or that the the decor in the house is influenced by somewhat my desire to be wealthier because it's not in my my thoughts but it certainly must be in a small amount, you know that that you are doing some things to to be seen in a different kind of a way than yeah. so it was it was very interesting to see that yeah. anyway i like i like her view towards history and and she's just a charming yeah <laughs> charming professor a lot of, a lot of, of it a lot of humor you know? and just a lot of kind of it's a whimsical look at things and uh, she's but very, with a lot of good information too she's full of mischief i feel like she's yeah. got all sorts of ideas of how to present it she's done a lot of historical stuff but some of the the titles don't appeal to me as much a lot of it is on about the monarchy and i'm not quite as interested mm -hmm. but even though the tudor christmas was pretty much about the monarchy but it was also talking about the the uh masses as well the thing that i thought was in, really interesting is when they would deck the halls it was before christmas trees but they would deck a, them with ivy and holly and various obey i think was another oh, yeah. and rosemary which were used for decking the halls not just for cooking right. but i thought it was really interesting that they would deck the spinning wheels yeah. so that the and they said that the reason why they would put all these vines and everything in the spinning wheels because they didn't want anybody to work during these times so it would allow the the housewives who were truly called that back in those days to be able to take some time off without having to do their usual spinning so crazy man i know yeah. And someday historians will look back on us and say, isn't it quaint what yeah. they did? Isn't it interesting? You think they'll look at us in particular? No. Okay. <laughs> no, little, we will, we will be little, gone along with the dust of history. Of course, <laughs> we'll, you know. We will could, be in the dustbin of history. It could be that in the future they have ways of looking back at us and they could be looking at us right now. Oh, my God. I know. Maybe they listen to the Bill and Diane show. Yes, I'm sure it will be a historic... Yeah. <laughs> a wealth of historic wealth information. Of, yeah, so a wealth of documentary information. People will... What were those what if, people during doing during the pandemic? What, if, <laughs> what were what they watching? What if this watching? is the only thing that remains of, our, of contemporary culture is the Bill and Diane show? <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> the aliens are going to get the wrong idea. <laughs> People who live there. 
Well, at least they'd be listening to some decent music along the way. Well, that's true. They would get a, a nice sampling of uh, particular musical stylings. Speaking of which. Yeah, this, this week, um, just because today the Three Rivers Folk Life Society. Which is, is in the Tri-Cities area of Washington yeah. State. They're doing a virtual online concert of uh, featuring s- some of our friends and some people we don't know. But it's going to have Heidi Muller and Bob Webb and also Magical Strings. Yeah. And I'm curious about the other people because I am not aware of their music. And so it'll be fun to see what they've got to offer. That's true. And that's at 6 tonight or? What time does uh, it start? I, it, I think it was at 6. But one of the things that's very disturbing to me is a whole bunch of people are having concerts today. I feel like, really? wow, what is it about today that all these people are doing uh, doing concerts? Because so, I think that Dan Roberts has a maritime oh, yuletide going is that on. Is going on today too, the Whateverly Brothers? Um, I don't think it's a Whateverly Brothers production. Hmm. Hang on a sec. I'm just going to look it up. It's a Yuletide concert this Saturday at 5, but you can also catch it later at your convenience. Right, so, uh, And it is going to have Dan Marr. Hmm. Uh, this is the Dan Roberts one? Yeah. It's, it's um, Maritime Folknet, an organization dedicated to the performance and enjoyment of maritime music. It's going to have Dan Marr, Shanghai on the Willamette from Portland, huh. William Pint and Felicia Dale, wow. and a quartet from the Boston area called Windborn. Huh. And as Dan Roberts is hosting, he's in a hosting Whateverly Brother, he'll be introducing two of the acts and singing a couple of songs, including Christmas in the Trenches. Uh-huh. So... But cool. then I all that's at five. That's at five. Catch some of that too. And I'm not sure. I'm I'm assuming I could catch that on <coughs> the Waverly Brothers or on Dan Roberts. I'll be kind of, but I th- I was thinking we could watch all these later too. Mm-hmm. But then I also got an invitation from Katie Keenan to go to another concert. Fireside Pride. Hmm. From three to six thirty. It's hosted by Bluegrass Pride, Jamie Harris, and six others. And it's a also a winter uh, holiday-themed celebration with Annie DeFranco and Zoe Bookbinder, Layla Michaela, Mary Gautier, and I don't know how to pronounce these names. I feel embarrassed. Yeah, Annie DeFranco and Zoe Bookbinder. Layla McCullough, Murray Gautier and Jamie Harris, A.J. Lee and Blue Summit, Stephanie Ann Johnson, and a holiday sing-along led by Nate Lee. Hmm. And that's at three. I mean, we could spend the whole afternoon watching music. Great. Just skipping from one concert to the next. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's a lot going on. Yeah, I think that this must be a popular day because 
people feel like the closer they get to the holidays that probably the next couple of weekends will be packed full of cool stuff like that it's nice that that's available and that you can kind of you know curate your own experience of it you know exactly this is a, this is i mean whether we choose to to acknowledge it or not this is an adva- advancement in entertainment opportunity and presentation and uh, it offers a wider range of entertainment you know for consumers of entertainment too one of the things that i like is that a lot of people are doing little previews just like your little short films or whatever but sometimes people do one song like magical strings who we are going to feature today did one song it's a song that i particularly love um that they did a little video of and they just said this is a little taste of what's going to be at the the concerts and magical strings is also doing a a full show through the kirkland uh, venue that they will actually have dancers on the stages so that uh, their family dancers that usually perform that they usually perform with huh. which is quite amazing is that through the kirkland performing arts center they're actually doing a webcast that you pay to get into and it is not going to be saved for later viewing mm. it's just going to be the online event itself and you buy tickets to it huh. and it is tomorrow at 3 to 4 p.m. And since people are always listening to this on Facebook for the most part, they can go up and if they have any interest, uh, they can actually go up and to mag- or just do magical strings. Just do a search for magical strings and go to their and page. Then, and and also do just Kent's annual Celtic Yuletide concert. Oh, but it's they, Kent. Yeah, it's through the Kent because they used to have that facility which is a gorgeous facility a lot like our Edmonds Center for the Arts mm. they would always have their performances there for years and years and years so um, so they are in this case and that's what I really like about this they're going to have their children their grandchildren and select guests for an afternoon of Yuletide music cool. and the music we're going to play today is with their children this was from a long time ago with uh uh when the kids were still a lot younger (laughs) so but i really love that about their family that they would be all playing musical instruments i still remember the two twins when they were young playing on a field organ at uh at seattle folklife festival i remember them doing it (laughs) For tips on the grounds, I was thinking, wow, how industrious of them. (laughs) And they were great. All the kids are very musical, so. That's great. So we'll hear a little magical strings today? Yeah. Yeah. 